Hello and welcome back to Mad Get Radio, episode number 27, for another evening with your favourite Moni Bitches. Tonight on the show we are joined by two new guests. We've got Michael, say hi Michael. Hello. We've got uh, Nick, say hi Nick. Hello. Nick and Michael are two long-standing members of the Wildlings uh, Club and we're happy to get them on. Uh, I am joined, as always, by the joy to my Chandler, it's Paul. What's going on guys? Everyone's looking forward to talking some shit. That was pure gash, man. I thought the doubler would be like, you know. I'm always. I can say, you know. I mean, I mean. I'll, I'll hold off. I'll hold off for the feedback. No, shoot, shoot. Like, who, who, I mean. Boy, there's going to be some feedback. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay. Um, as always, we have a structure. Apparently, we'll see how it goes. This episode, we're talking about Siege Three, which happened a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And which all our lovely uh, guests participated in. Uh, we're going to be running through the event. We'll be talking about, kind of keep more thematic rather than the blow-by-blow accounts. We'll be talking about, you know, kind of the list, the general, you know, things we saw at the event, how people reacted to the scenarios, memorable moments, etc, etc. But before we get into that, because we have two brand new guests on the show, it's good to start with them. So, Michael, let's start with you. Who are you? Okay, let me just check my uh, profile online. Uh... <laughs> my name's Michael. I'm a bit of a, you know, bit of a reckless. My story goes back a long ways, but uh, yeah. This isn't fucking like Batch.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just want to give Paul a really hard job. <laughs> um, I need to think about what my motivation is. You know, like for getting into this. You're hobby, not a fucking like... super villain either. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm Michael. Um, <laughs> I am a man. I'm a he. I'm a he him. Okay. Fuck. You, oh, him. this is never gonna air. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go for that. No. No. Uh, yeah. So I. I. Uh, I'm a member of the Wildlings. I'm uh, American, and I. I play Empire. Pretty much. I've gained a bit of weight over the last year. Um, that's probably the biggest difference. Um, Would you describe yourself as a new player, Michael? An experienced player? Jesus, man. It's so weird. It's almost like I have a kind of like Parkinson's. Well, not Park- Parkinson's isn't a memory one, right? It's just dementia. It's like, because I've, I've, been, I've been in the group a while, right? But like any event, I'm just like, dude, that's how you move, right? <laughs> You know, so I'm an odd, I'm an odd sort. You know, you could have just said that. I'm an odd one. Okay, should we should we roll again? <laughs> no, th- there is no there is no second takes here. <laughs> that's, that's staying in. <laughs> okay, so uh, that that's Michael. Nick, who are you? Uh, I'm Nick. I've been playing since the old world was still around. I started with Empire back in the good old days where your cannon could one shot off just about anything. But since Night Age came out and the beasts have actually got rules that make them a semi-playable army. Uh, I started playing beast herds. I dabble a little bit in dwarfs as well. When you feel because, Oh, I feel good. I, <laughs> I love the hate. Get me all the hate. I love it. I feed on it. <laughs> Makes me strong. Yep. Yep. We're five minutes in and Martin's had an aneurysm. <laughs> talk to me about dwarfs. <laughs> wow, so we've really gone all over the spectrum. See if any of our podcasts get investigated, we're in trouble. <laughs> Paul, how's it going, man? It's going well, man. 
enjoying taking a little break actually after Siege. Not done much hobby. Not really. Not playing any games with newbie or anything. Just been chilling out, recharging the batteries. What about you? Yeah, no, I haven't really, really been up to much at all. Really, it's kind of the same thing. I've been uh, <laughs> got God of War for the PlayStation, so I've been hitting that really hard. Bald guy can't get that cream that you get from China, and he's just walking about with his son trying to get. Is it alimony payments? Is that what it's called? No, they go hunting for Matt Damon, and the the entire game is basically you rooting through the Hollywood undergrowth looking for for Matt Damon. Yeah, we we had that man. We had that, you know, like. Anyway, yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. cool. I mean, that's we, I mean, we can chat about that later. Yeah. We need to get to item two. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> no, that's good. I'm glad you're having a nice break. You know, well deserved. Well deserved, both of you. Um, maybe Nick's been having a break. We'll find out after our sponsor. Yeah, no, no. Well deserved break because thank you both for your patience, your kindness, your generosity. Not just to me, but to everybody, you know. Um, Andy, I called you over more times than is honourable, and uh, yeah, I thank you, my friend, for all your help. That's and, quite alright. Yeah, I mean, Paul, all... of course, we're standing in, you know. Paul, Paul manned up when we needed him. Yeah, I took over David Burns, ripping Pip, some but not forgotten, and we had a uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. So thank you, Paul, and thank you, Andy. Yeah, that, that's quite right. Paul, do you want to provide some context for that monologue? Was that monologue? That was like two minutes. <laughs> I can only apologise, Andrew. Michael was my idea. Mistakes <laughs> 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 for me. See, I went for safe and stable, Nick. Yep. <laughs> 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 uh, I just heard that map. Sigh. <laughs> <laughs> the audio man. I hope it doesn't because see these last weeks, man. I need to see what is it. Who's the guy who deals with? Um, <laughs> intestines. <laughs> man, it's so bad. I'm just happy teaching's over because I <coughs> smell rotten, man. <laughs> what are you even talking about? Anyway? <laughs> I just see Paul going, cut, cut. I'm just like, stop being cut. Cut. No, we yeah, really, we really fucking need course. them, though. Right, topic I mean, of the show. We're going to be talking about Siege. See, that's going to be seamless when you edit all that shit out. I think you should keep in. <laughs> Paul, what was Siege? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so Siege is our uh, two-day event, team event that we have. It has uh, five games, custom scenarios. So all the scenarios are basically connected through a kind of basic storyline that Andrew and I wrote. So it's a little bit of fluff there. Um, and they're basically just designed to be a little bit more fun, a little bit more involved, and they're kind of designed with the idea that people have to kind of tailor their lists a little bit more to compete across the five, rather than just bringing the kind of default competitive cheese. You've got to take the scenarios into consideration, so it makes the event a little bit more fun, and it's kind of a nice way to wrap up the year. So Siege is um, it's pretty good, so that was the third time we ran it. It seemed to be pretty successful, everyone had a good time. Don't know what you guys thought. Seemed to go off pretty, well, pretty well. You say that. I mean, uh, no, it was great. It was great. Um, a lot of fun was had, and I was very happy to show up. To <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just show up. Sorry. I mean, a uh, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> lot of lot of tactical prep went into our uh, our foray. Um, yeah, 
How about we start with what teams everyone was on? Nick? <laughs> I was on uh, the main team, Karmatage. I had me, my brother... Karmatage? Karmatage. Whatever you want to call it, Michael. So I had me, Monroe, and Fraz. Monroe was playing uh, Asklanders, and Fraz was playing the elves. Point-eared weirdos. Dread elves. That was it. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just used to slagging them off. The uh, and I was playing Beast Herds, so My man. Yeah. What about you, Michael? Because you were team captain, allegedly. I actually wasn't team captain. It was, it's a funny story. Which was safe for another episode. Uh, no, I, I kind of done the prep before, which admittedly wasn't much. And then John T kind of steamrolled on the day. I was part of the Ninth Cage, which is not a sadomasochist bondage thing. It's a reference to Nicolas Cage. And yeah, so I was with Paul, who played Warriors of the Dark Gods. Uh, John T. Oh, did I? Thanks, Michael. I totally forgot. Ogre Pans. <laughs> and I played, I played Empire, yeah. And I'd like to say that, you know, Paul, let's be honest. I mean, I, I carry those, those two days. All right. So a bit of fucking appreciation. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll, get to yeah, that. We're, we're, we'll get to that in excruciating detail now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we had six teams playing. We had uh, the Bastards of Winterfell, which consisted of the Durham guys. Uh, so that was Barry, Shane, and Danny. We had the Ninth Cage, which was Paul. Uh, Michael and Jonte. We had the Lost Old Alliance, which was Ed, Guillermo, and Henrik. We had Pending Wife's Permission, which was uh, Matt, Kev, and Martin. We had Team Carmitage, as uh, Nick said, so which was Nick, Monroe, and Fraz. And then we had Team Mookbusters, which was Tim, Dave, and Tim Ross. Tim Ross, yeah. So those were our six teams. Uh, so coming into the event, Obviously, we've got two teams represented here. What was the prep, if any? Nick! Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my sorry. prep was that uh, five minutes before game one, I looked Good. at the other teams. Just in person. Decided, just... I thought, you know what? Well, just... <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, ah, shit, they I can smell work. <laughs> uh, uh, I just thought, you know what? I bet I could roll some double six charges against <laughs> these people. <laughs> uh, and then that that was my game plan. Solid. Go for the big charges. That's Did you roll game. any double six charges that we can? Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> this plan works. <laughs> can work well. Roll yourself up there a little bit. Uh, I mean, when we go over my scores later on, we'll see exactly how well my plan went. <laughs> okay, Michael, what about Team Ninth Cage? Because obviously you guys had the last minute change where uh, we had Dave Burns, who was meant to be playing, but he had to pull out, so Paul came in. Did that, you know, well, throw up all your detailed planning? A lot of dynamics in the team, I, can imagine. Uh, I have to say. Uh, I mean, because John T and Paul are famously at ends with each other. They right? are. Um, no, I mean, I keep saying this. I keep saying the next event is the one I'll take seriously, and then it's just like, did why why read? You know, when changed. <laughs> why read the rules? So, <laughs> yeah, when you've got an Andrew that? nearby that you can just ask yeah. him. <laughs> I have, I have my own familiar. <laughs> I mean, that you was tell me how theme. to chat. Yeah, I know. You know what it was? It became, it became a dependency because I noticed Andy was there. I'm like, like, why am I going to waste this guy's time? I'll, I'll ask Andy. But that's a testament to Andy. 
you know, because I'm, well, I mean, I mean, it could have, it could have been Paul, right, or Martin, right, but like, you know, just as long as there's a guy there, it's like, dude, I'm a fucking idiot, right? <laughs> just tell me how it goes. Uh, but for prep, no, I think, I think the first, oh no, actually, my prep was in the car with Fraz, and then I said, dude, we're playing these guys, who fights what, and then I went to John T. It's like, dude, you do this, it's okay. You did a lot of pain. I did a lot of pain. See, I, I don't think that redeems me, though, from just knowing fuck all. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it after this long, but yeah. You did put uh, in the effort when it came to the pain, which is good. Yeah, thank you. Tips, tips for Dora. Thank and you. the armor looked good? Yeah, I mean, if you have cataracts, it looks good, you know. <laughs> I mean, I literally was at the, the opticians. Uh, <laughs> so <some> maybe. <laughs> can't see any grey. <laughs> Okay, so since the team prep was really detailed, uh, what about the actual making up your own lists? How how did that go? So, Michael, uh, did you... Mine was so easy. Mine okay. was so easy. Walk I us through it. Like, I looked at what I had painting, painted in my, my, my grand cabinet, and I was like, okay, let's... let's <laughs> I've got one unit. <laughs> <laughs> Can I... A 20 man unit over it. <laughs> They're all points. characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've kind of toyed with that idea of a list, but uh, yeah, I, I looked at what I had painted and then it was like, okay, I can do this, I can do that. The funny thing is, I seem to prioritize painting stuff I don't like. I have all these handgunners and it's like, these are total shite. Or they're not fun to play, right? Yeah. Play against. Um, but I just kind of wrote a list from that, which was okay. Um, and then I I tried to paint a few things here and there. Yeah. So what did the list end up being? Oh yeah, sorry, I totally forgot what the question was. Thank you for coming in and saying. That's okay. This is uh, this is building very well for your vibe, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about mine. Like what? Um, sure, that's a le- that's a legit vibe tactic. <laughs> just go off topic. As a vibe survivor, <laughs> that's exactly what you do. You just answer okay, another okay. question. So here's here's what I had painted, right? I had my stank, I had my my flagellant hand grenades, I had some light infantry with handguns, I had some scoring electro cav darts, and I had some characters painted, right? So with my characters, I had a prelate general, a kind of standard BSB marshal, and I had a wizard on an engine, which Martin kindly donated to me for today. And he also painted a little dwarf midget. Uh, I'm not prejudiced, just one of the ten. Um, and he was he was another wee wizard. Oh, I also had some militia, because you can't leave home without militia. And then I painted up for the event in two weeks another 20 light infantry, some more militia, like 30 imperial guard. But that was only like 15 I painted, or 17. And then some mortars. So it was quite shooty. Which I don't like. I think it's really boring to play. Hi, Ed. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it was kind of what it was kind of what I had ready. And mm. then it's like, okay, well, you know, fair play, and maybe we'll get more into more details on this later on, right? The shooting did not turn up at all. Mm. So apart from Monroe's game, which was the last game, it really didn't show up at all. So I didn't feel too bad in the end. But yeah, that's it. So what you're saying is your list wasn't fun to play against, but you weren't having fun using it either, so no one won. Yeah, <laughs> Good times. <laughs> okay, Nick, how about you? So I went Minotaur heavy. 
Um, yeah, you did. Yeah, I, did. I started sounds the like list a, with that just... sounds like a Tinder bio. <laughs> yeah, uh, when I started the list, it was literally like just Minotaurs and then two characters. But then you know you got to put like core and chaff and stuff. In it. So a few Minotaurs had to be cut, which was sad. But these things have to happen. My idea was basically I'm fed up of being shot off the table. Not by Michael, though. <laughs> well, not by Michael, yeah. but by other people, I've been shot off the table. Um, so beast turds have like very little armor and rely purely on toughness. But if you roll enough dice, then it yeah. really doesn't matter. So I stuck speed banners and the speed totem on both units of Minotaurs. I put a Razor Tusk Chariot for the extra charge range. So it meant that like my Minotaurs were move 714 with like a potential of a 20 inch charge. Which is pretty bananas. Uh, well, Nick will take every goddamn <laughs> 20 inch charge, charge without the toe, a potential of a 24 inch charge with the toe. Oh my god. And yeah, like, as Paul says, I will take that any day. Didn't fucking work. But, uh, <laughs> that was the idea. <laughs> uh, it was very like a very quick list. Everything was Basically, everything was at least movement 7 or higher, bar the one unit of Mongols, which was just like an extra scoring unit, kind of thing, held at the back. Yeah, because Minos score, don't they? Yeah, yeah, Minos have scored. Yeah, everything was just super fast, and the idea was just ram it down my opponent's throat and uh, hope he chokes on it. (laughs) My god! Perfectly with the Tinder bio hypothesis. <laughs> Why have you been looking at my Tinder bio? <laughs> what about you, Paul? <laughs> As a happily married man, <laughs> what was your answer, list like? <laughs> to answer the original question, uh, I I literally brought a list that was already packed in a box that I knew I could just bring. So it was no thought went into it whatsoever, really, because <laughs> my list was originally a backup list. I kind of didn't expect to have to play, so I didn't really take into consideration the scenarios. Um, my list didn't really give me much options for a lot of the different scenarios. Not ideal, but it's fun to play. It's basically an irredeemable heavy warriors list, so all the wretched ones and forsaken ones you can get in a list two big units of Forsworn that turn into wretched ones. Fortunately, I played Beast Herds twice, which is a pretty ideal matchup for that list. Mm. Uh, and I played high, uh, Dread Elves, which are a pretty good uh, matchup as well. And then, yeah, for the most part, I, I came up against pretty good things, which made a change from playing at ETC, where I fucking had to play all the armor <laughs> in the fucking world. Yeah, so that was pretty that's good. an amber. That's fine. I can play that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's a red. <laughs> <laughs> um, the list was fun to play, but not really ideal. Did um, you guys take into consideration the scenarios at all when you were making your list? I I figured, why bother with scenarios if your opponent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like a solid tactic, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. effectively that's I figured, right? when if they can't take yeah. the scenario. I mean, my general game plan is like being combat across the board turn two, so <laughs> games don't really last very long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's legit. So, yeah. What were you making? Yeah, I mean, I think that's yeah. I I think I kind of straddled that mindset where it's like, okay, I'll just try and shoot everything and then claim stuff afterwards. I mean, I think the first 
matchup I always really like to practice, and I practiced it once this time with Martin. But you know, I did I did throw in some things with the secondaries in mind, like the electoral cab um, for scoring. I think for the last scenario in particular, yeah. and then you also have the corners one, which was the second second last scenario. But yeah, that was it. I mean, kind of like you, I knew going into it, my list was pretty suboptimal. Um, but yeah. I mean, we spoke about this during the prep or like the run up to the event. Um, you know, I was kind of going through some list iterations, trying to fit in everything you would need. But it, I mean, that's part of the, the fun parts of the scenario, right? Is that it is very hard to fit in everything you would ideally need to kind of match all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you, if you want the lists to be able to compete in all five, the list becomes very balanced, which is kind of what we were aiming for. With this, with the design of the tournament, and some people can choose to do that, or you can just ignore it. So, oh yeah, for ca- sure, it's, for it's sure. casual enough. You can do that, but um, for yeah. the competitive people that were at the event, they, I think they definitely took that into consideration, which was cool. Going so you guys the, even noticed that looking at this? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean that's what I was just going to say. Like, um, probably we'll, we'll talk a wee bit about the scenarios in a little bit more detail, but before that, um, when you guys were reading through the list, or, or when you weren't reading through the list because the prep wasn't very in-depth, <laughs> uh, when, when you were playing games, were there any lists that you, kinda, you saw that stood out? I mean, I'm thinking of one team in particular that took a, a team tactic, shall we say? Yeah, like, I think in so far as, like, our team, I wasn't really involved with any kind of preparation with how the lists <laughs> were designed in advance, but yeah, yeah, I didn't. It just yeah. kind of seemed that people brought what they wanted to play, and it was just fairly casual. Like, did any lists stand out to you, Michael? I'll be honest. I looked at the armies, and I'm just like, okay, that guy has this. I have no idea what it does. So I'll go to the next player. I have no idea what these guys do. So yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably yeah. a major drawback from not playing a lot. Is yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. you can read the book, right? But unless next, you actually play it question. on the table, it's it's lost. <laughs> no, you're totally right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like as invested as I guess a lot of other people are. Um, you know, who tend to be like in the ETC circuit and playing other events where they kind of like, know the list very well. Uh, and can spot what does what just by looking at it, because, as I say, you know, they're very well-versed in it. I guess there's some things which pop out, you know, so I I think, like, Barry's list, for instance, had these, like, you know, this double shriek. Um, things like that, I guess, kind of jump out, but, like, in how it all, and, and kind of having the foresight to see how it will all mesh together, or even, like, Boxy's kind of, like, the double carnal. I mean, As you can see, I'm not a tactical genius, you know. Uh, I think Barry's uh, lists generally have that effect on people, though, when you kind of read it and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what were you, Nick? I didn't really look over the lists, so when, <laughs> <laughs> when it came to like each matchup, I, I quickly looked over and then... There wasn't anything when you were doing that, you were like, oh fuck, I don't want to play that. To be honest, for me, when my list, it generally always comes down to, can the Minotaur Lord kill it? Um, <laughs> the I, I would, is normally yes. I would say genuinely like ten times out of ten, unless someone's dice goes mental and they just pass all their saves. Is that uh, like Andrew? Uh, Andrew hasn't really done it much, so I, I think I've killed them once. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, watched them take off my army before, though. That's been fun. Yeah. For instance, I think game two, I was playing Shane. And uh, he sent a big unit of Myrmidons into like the flank of my Minotaur brick, and I thought, I have no idea what these guys do, but fuck, I'm in trouble. 
Those are the guys that are very hard to kill, and then they get progressively oh, better. They're cool? the ones that are like their strength five. I think they have multiple attacks, but then yeah. they're really weak on the defensive. I think yeah. it is. Ah, okay. Okay. So, like, they hit first and didn't do a whole lot, but then the Minotaur Lord stood up to take a hit, and uh, six attacks, ten hits, ten wounds. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so, from going, yeah, from going to, into a combat where I thought, fuck, I've just lost my general and, like, a big block of Minotaurs, which is, like, all in total, it's, like, 1,700 points or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> I laugh at that 1,700 points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To like win in the round of combat and like destroying his unit in like one turn was interesting, but that's just kind of what the Minotaur Warlord can do, especially when I'm rolling the the battlefield is nice. <laughs> well, it's it's rerolls to hit, rerolls to win. Yeah, yeah, and then um, so they have the Aegis save and the blessed inscriptions on the the Minotaur Warlord makes you reroll your Aegis save, so yeah, it's really good. it just it just shreds everything. And the, I actually the, I remember these guys now, but then I think I think because I played Shane the first the first game, but I I think I managed to whittle it down to three guys because I think Fraz was telling me that these guys were really nasty, the Mermaid, yeah. and so I kind of just poured everything into them. But anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. It was cool as well because that was actually the first time I've ever played Demon Legions like at all. I think so. Yeah, because no one plays them up here. <laughs> It yeah. was it was kind of a whole game of okay, what's that unit? Um, what does that do? <laughs> Alright, okay. Yeah. And then throw a Minotaur at it and see what happens. <laughs> Sorry, how did Monroe find playing Asklanders? Did he give much feedback and how did he uh, Yeah, them? I mean he really really enjoys them. They seem to have I think they're quite one dimensional. Like they're very <laughs> just combat heavy. Um, yeah. but he really enjoyed the whole um double wizard master. Yeah, that's quite popular just now it seems I mean, the, the only thing I would say is when Monroe plays double wizard master um, you normally have enough time to go make a couple of cups of tea <laughs> during his magic phase <laughs> it's fucking uh, it takes forever yes there were yeah. certain, getting, certain getting, players that were getting, getting there flashbacks, flashbacks to our last game Monroe and me because I'm, I'm pretty slow as well so like yeah. I mean fair play to Monroe like I can't complain but yeah I was like ah let's let's call it a Oh my god! <laughs> no, but they seem they seem very fun, the Asklanders. But you are right in terms of like I think the one-dimensional aspect because you know you just need to push them forward. Like there's not much you can really be. I mean, I've no doubt that there's you know variation in how you kept things out and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but it was fun to see them because I I mean kind of like you're saying with the Demon Legions, like I've never played Asklanders before. Yeah, and you know you, you do read about them at other events and. We did do a, a wee bit of like practice because obviously Minero's not played that many games this year with him being back home. Yeah. Because his original list idea had like this massive block with great weapons, a banner that gave it like battle focus, yeah. and he got to attack in like the extra rank, or it was something weird like that. So potential of a, a hell of a lot of attacks and stuff, but just because of the sheer size of the unit. Mm-hmm. Um, it meant that like it was so so easy to like maneuver around it, and yeah, we we played like two or three practice games, and every time I managed to get like a unit in the flank or just avoided the unit his big block completely because it's like five deep by eight or nine wide or eight wide, and it's on the twenty five mil basis, so it's like yeah, a it's big, massive, yeah. big 
that's no moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think he done well because you know you then ended up having like four blocks, and as you say, like I mean, when I played him, it's like fuck, I can't really like get away from anything. The four big blocks looked really good in the table as well. Yeah, because yeah, he had he had the mom miniatures as well. Which was yeah, really cool. and they were painted by my other brother, Cameron, who's actually. The only one of us that paints very well. <laughs> Did Monroe have painted models? I just I obviously didn't pay enough attention to his army. Well, some of his models were painted. Define right, okay. painted. <laughs> they had paint on them. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean penalties were applied <laughs> because Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, I go into every tournament with that knowledge. That's why ah. I just I don't feel bad about doing it anymore because I'm like, oh, Nick already knows this is coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was once like you, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> you might be again. Let's not get too far ahead. Yeah. yeah. Showing up to the next fun. event. <laughs> yeah. How about how about five griffins? How many griffins? models do you have? That is an irrelevant question. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting about Ask Others though, because there's currently a big debate on the forum about uh, whether a tournament should. Allow yeah. the the supplements. Um, I didn't hear anyone. Oh, get these, herb. get these no. nerds. I'm sorry, Paul, but these nerds <laughs> need to stop treading on the little guy. <laughs> the guys in the clubs, the guys in the pubs, the guys at the bus stops. You know, they want to bring Asklanders. They want to bring me upon, and I say, let them bring the cake. Do you know? Let's get Brexit done. <laughs> this, this is a good topic for another. Asklanders are renowned for. But whilst the we're on the topic, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, who are these nerds? Honestly, God. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna open it up now. Okay. I mean, Asklanders. Don't, don't wait on me. Don't wait on me. They're, they're basically just barbarians, like. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's not breaking the fucking you know uh, the ceiling or whatever. We know yeah. what I barbarians mean, like, are. They're yeah. just holy men. The book is very good though. If you know what you're doing with it, it's really yeah. fucking good. Like, you're the hereditary, beginning. The hereditary spell is awesome in that book. Yeah, the the hereditary is up. Is it plus one armor or minus one armor? Is that? Yeah, and you can target two units at once. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fucking good, and they're actually more heavily armored than you think because they get plus one armor from the ask under yeah, the special, special rule. Yeah, so you can get them to like a pretty good <coughs> pretty easily. I thought it was quite funny yeah. on the forum because people were saying like in singles competitions they don't see what the problem is, but uh, in a team event you could potentially get warriors, Asklanders, and Makar all on the same team, and that might be a problem. In my head, I was what? thinking, that sounds awesome. Why, are, does. why aren't people doing that? The first of a thematic team event, honestly. Gee. Who would have thought that three players would have brought three chaos and inspired army together? So who are these people? I don't know. But anyway, that's good. Uh, that's good. Slightly off topic. Next uh, time. <laughs> next time. <laughs> Asklanders, yay or nay? Paul, was there any list that stuck out to you, to you when we were going through them? I thought Henrik's list was pretty cool. Yeah, Henrik's was cool. Does Henrik not just bring the same list all the no. time? No, no like you said, I'm, like... I'm showing my lack of reading here. I'm pretty sure last time he was at Siege brought like a Slayer heavy list. Yeah. Mm. To be fair, Michael, were you at Siege 2? 
There was a second one? No, I, I, I won't. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no, his list was pretty pretty cool, I thought. So, like, we ended up getting paired up, but as it happened, um, he wanted to take a break because Henrik's got back issues. So, we basically decided on a score, but I think all the lists from his team, they were all, like, they just looked like a ball to play against. They were. Nick <laughs> 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 confirmed. <laughs> Who did you play, Nick? I played Ed. <laughs> Was that a fun experience? I thought, you know what? He's only got what a hundred and something shots. It'll be fine. <laughs> be fine. My guy, my Minotaurs like to fight in the shade. Not so yeah. much. Not so much. It's more just that, like, when you look at his list, the most expensive unit he has is six hundred and five points, and that's one unit. The rest are all like two hundred, a hundred, three hundred. And he's like, his entire army is chaff. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's all chaff. It all has a bow or a crossbow or... Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. It's a scumbag list. That's what we're saying, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. basically. Yeah. <laughs> so for our list is at home, um, Ed was captain of Lost Old Alliance and they, all three of them took gun lines. So uh, Ed brought uh, um, essentially the Kingdom Active peasant bowline with a couple of lances. Uh, Henrik brought MSU dwarves, but very shitty, a lot of breath weapons. And then Guillermo brought uh, gun, gun line for Vermiswarm, yeah. Which yeah. caused so much salt <laughs> over the two days. <laughs> there was just an outpouring of just anger. I mean, Guillermo didn't even do that well over the weekend. <laughs> His best score was an 11, but everyone that played that list just came away going, Vermin need to be nerfed. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the hate coming from uh, Fraz's table was yeah, yeah. Oh, it was pretty funny. Yeah, if anyone's interested, I have uh, there's a video on the club where <laughs> Fraz losing his shit because game <laughs> <laughs> was shitting the shit out of him. Oh. Did he not go outside for ten minutes? He did. He went. He, he went for a walk because he was just. Oh my god! <laughs> and then Martin Martin played him. Uh, oh fuck! What round was that? Oh, that was like game one. Yeah, it was early, wasn't it? It might have actually yeah. been game one. Yeah, it was. So Guillermo is Spanish. Uh, Martin is obviously Argentinian, and um, they played each other round one. Every time I walked by the table, it was just angry Spanish going back and forth, <laughs> and Guillermo like slammed the rule book down in front of him, showing him where, where everything said. Because anything Guillermo said, Martin was like, "Show me the rules where it says." <laughs> <laughs> There was just so much anger and hostility. Oh, it was funny to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. it ended ten ten as well. She's like, was that really worth it, lads? <laughs> I think Fraz had a similar experience where it was like, fuck, it does what? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, to be fair though, the book is fucking mental. It is. And it's the fact that when you kill it and you tell you how many points it was, you're like, what? <laughs> I mean, I do so like. Obviously, I mean, the Vermin book's kind of like a side issue, but, like, there was nothing in Guillermo's list that was hidden. You know, it was all there. So, like, when people like Fraz rocked up and in turn one they get shot by something that's strength five, you know, quick to fire and all this bullshit. Yeah, multi wound yeah. And then he pretends, like, this is an, an atrocious thing that he had no idea about. It's like, it has been in the list. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'll be honest, as I was the one doing the matching for that, 
Fast Guillermo <laughs> might have been my fault. <laughs> yeah, because you're looking at going, oh, I don't know if the miner's like that. <laughs> yeah, I basically went, nope. I mean, they, you, say, you say fault, but I think the word you mean is plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just like seeing the salt coming out of them. It's funny. I did like um, Guillermo had the uh, the engineer brat, and he gave him the upgrade where he, he becomes one of the tiny rats, so he can move yeah. through units, and he's like super fast. And then he gave him the um, that gives him the unlimited breath weapon. Oh, yeah. And uh, all you could hear across the tables was, "Why the fuck is he got a breath weapon?" <laughs> he was just like running across the board, spitting on stuff, and running away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was brilliant. brilliant. And like Guillermo, just because Guillermo's the way he is, he just loved it. He was just like, just feeding on it. It was great. Yep. <laughs> and then, of course, the other, I think the other standout list was uh, David Boxy. Oh, uh, Double Carno. Double Carno was pretty bold. I liked it. It was, a, it was quite cute. Yeah, because you played it. So how did you feel? It was quite intimidating. But... <laughs> uh, no, no, I mean, it was, it was, I actually was very afraid going up against that list, but I think it was, I really liked it because I never see Raptor Riders, but this was a list that was definitely, I think, kind of ramped up for the scenarios because it had a lot of scoring, a lot yeah. of mobile scoring, um, but, you know, like, so much of it is so fast and hard-hitting, and there's, like, the obvious choices of what it's going to go for, like, in my case with the Stank, it was kind of just shooting away and seeing what you could do, which I did get quite lucky with. I, did, I didn't, I got one of the Cardinals, I didn't manage to get the general but I did get it to two points or two health points I'm sorry it was fun yeah I think a lot of people shat the bed when they saw a double uh, uh, not me car. I'd already shat the bed <laughs> I was rolling around in it yeah <laughs> like the, if you've got things that can like swing first then that's like the yeah. big handicap they've got right is the agility is pretty yeah. shit so if you can kill it I mean it's only it's still res 6 right 6 wounds so it's just like yeah. a regular monster so it's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to him as well, like he he got into the stank with. Well, I mean, he he ran into. I mean, I, I the flagellants were used as chaff a lot. Um, I think for every game, which they actually done very good in. Like I, I was actually very happy with how the flagellants done. So they already took a few wins off there, but one of the carnals over ran into the stank, but totally whiffed on the attack. So there was like a lot of luck. I cannot put it down to any skill on my part. So that he should have got the stank, but he he just totally whiffed. But it's dice game at the end of the game, eh? Yeah, end of the game. Oh, of, of course, of course, of course. I, uh, yes, uh, always, always a dice. It's always a dice. There you go. There's that Mad Get Radio uh, cliche. So how did you guys find the scenarios? So for, for our listeners at home, very quickly, um, Siege is obviously five custom scenarios. Um, so if you're new to the, the game, the first round is Hold the Bridges. So there's a river in the middle, which is very nasty if you try and cross it, and the objective is to hold two bridges which cross the river. The second scenario is called Night Raid, where each of our players come with a pre-made camp, and the objective is to keep your camp safe while trying to raid your opponents. The third is called Secure the Maiden, and there's three peasants running about the table. You've got to try and capture them, and at the end of the game you find out if you caught the maiden or not. The fifth, <laughs> sorry, The fourth game was an absolute clusterfuck this year. Um, but essentially, it's, it's blind deployment. That was good. I think. Uh, yeah, to be fair, I don't think well, it was that bad. Anyway, you know, Jacob was alright. Okay. I think it was alright. For right. sure, for sure. I can't deploy my army in five minutes. No, I'm gonna stay. So. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, we'll get to that, that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the fourth <laughs> game was Blind Deployment Society. Paul and I hold a big screen up uh, across the tables. Uh, blind Deployment and then it's Capture the Table Quarters. And then the fifth game is called Cataclysm. And essentially the players draw an event card at the start of each game turn and something happens. And that ranges from uh, the, the sky above rains down on them and hurts all their units to there's a, a big gribbly that wakes up in the middle of the board and goes munching on stuff. The blessing of the lady. And the, and the blessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are some good things. <laughs> very um, few things. Very well, few I have to say, this was, this was my first time playing all five. Because when I I played Siege One and it was a one day event back then. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd only played the first three, I think, back then. Um, I really liked them. I mean, so the first three, were, of course, were familiar to me, but uh, I loved the last two. I think they're probably my my favorite ones. I think like I think the first one is kind of like the funnest on paper because it's in some way it's kind of iconic. Like it's, yeah, it's it's like a it's like a scenario that fits it Ninth Age very well where. Or I guess like any strategy game like this. Um, but the last two I had the most fun with. Shane gave you a really good suggestion for next year for how to, you know, how to do the blind deployment. You know, where you have like a laminated card and people, each person like does on pen, like, okay, so here's how I'm going to deploy or whatever. Yeah, um, Steve, Steve gave us that idea as well. Just yeah, to, and, you and don't get me wrong. Submit your, your uh, deployment yeah. in advance. And it worked fine. Like, it wasn't an issue. But I, I thought it was really fun, and the, and the, you know the time limit as well. I mean that's part of it, I guess, right? Where if you if you think about it enough before, you can practice how you're going to. Part of the time limit was just a practical consideration because we had to oh, deploy each each role. But you know that's the scenario in advance. It shouldn't take you more yeah, than yeah. five minutes to to blind deploy anyway. To be fair, yeah, like, yeah, no, because it sure. was very it was a bit ramshackle, which I think added to the charm, and I think it was kind of funny. Yeah, absolutely. Turns out my upper body strength is not what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking like a leaf holding that shit up. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Nick? How'd you find it? I like the sort of the each scenario. I like the fact that they're not the you know, like an exact copy and paste of the, the rule book <laughs> one. Things like Secure the Maiden. I like the the random move of the peasants. Oh uh, my god. Because that Such could yeah, so it's for supposed instance, to be. Yeah, for oh, instance, no, no. like yeah, the yeah. fact that they they count as like impossible terrain or whatever. So like turn one, one of the peasants went right in front of my uh, unit of chariots. So I'm just like, all right, well, I guess I'm just moving them to the side <laughs> instead of doing anything <laughs> useful with them. I like randomness, especially in a in a dice rolling game. I feel they've they've taken a lot of that away. So mm. I really like that. The blind deployment was fun just because at the start of the day when you you were both like, yeah, you can see right <laughs> through these sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this is going to be good. <laughs> Sorry, then, we fixed that. We fixed that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank the, God for staples. Game five was definitely really cool. The, the sort of, you never know what's going to gonna happen each turn. Yeah. I really like. So one of the conditions for the fifth scenario is the... Uh, the beast of Strivelin, like awakens. So basically, it's a an extra unit appears in the middle of the table, and it randomly moves into units. And if it randomly moves into a unit, it basically serves as charging, and then you have to fight it in combat. Am I right in thinking that that basically popped up, like turn one, and like ran into like a Guillermo's oh, this rats or something like that? So there's a follow on Twitter if anyone's interested. But uh, so Tim Tim Botnick was playing Guillermo in the final round. 
and uh, they, they deploy first turn. First card they get is the beast picks up. So the beast pops up in the middle of the board and it's random movement, 3d6, random direction. The beast <laughs> looks across at Guillermo's line, sees a big block of slaves, and goes, I'm fucking having you. <laughs> <laughs> Runs across the table, turn one, straight into them, um, and sat there for three turns. And basically, because of the way Guillermo had deployed, he couldn't move the rest of his army because he's deployed <laughs> so tight together. And because the slaves were pinned and the, the, the slaves were so long that you couldn't get his other stuff out of the way. So each yeah. turn he had to like move one unit out to get a little bit of room so you can move another unit out. <laughs> it was just, it was just brilliant. And uh, the the model they uh, Tim had made a really nice, like almost like gorilla King Kong kind of thing for the beast marker. Yeah. And uh, there's a really good photo of this like King Kong just going ape on this unit of slaves. <laughs> it was brilliant. But that's yeah, exactly but, what we wanted with that kind of scenario, yeah, yeah, just for crazy sure. shit to happen. Obviously, people come to the event for different reasons. Like there are those people that are just playing for casual fun games. And there are there people that are super competitive and they want to win. And I find that a lot of the kind of randomness really fucks with these people's plans. So it's particularly, <laughs> it's particularly enjoyable when shit like that happens to someone who you know is like desperately trying to win. And yeah. this random fucking thing has just appeared and it's just fucked <laughs> all their plans. So yeah, it's good. I can't say that there's any scenario that I like didn't like at all. Because, you know, as you hinted at that, like, they all have their own dimension to them. I always struggle with the night raids. Like that just, is the hard, I think that is the hardest to win. Yeah. Well, even even when you're preparing a list, I mean, it's just like fuck. I need to have something to defend and something to push on, and it's yeah. It's just I think that's the hardest one. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you say, the whole random randomness element is totally personified in the last event, uh, the last um, uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. Because I remember from Monroe and I, we drew the. Uh, you ha if you if you if you end your turn in terrain, everybody yeah. takes these ease. And so I was like, oh fuck, I need to move everything out that's in there. And I think he forgot about it coming in and it's like well, it didn't really do anything in the end, but you know, it's a consideration that you need to be thinking about. And as you say, like if you're preparing so stringently for it, these things come up and just yeah, you can't really account for them, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's like if you've left a big infantry unit and like a, a wood you know, chances are you won't lose too many, but like as you say, it's a dice game, so you're it's just a, like an unnecessary risk to take. Yeah, yeah. So you do have to kind of take that into consideration. So if that means moving your shit into a position that you ideally don't want it, then that adds to the to the game and things you have to think about. So I think we've done not to like blow on horn or anything, but I think we did pretty good in <laughs> but, the scenario. But, but you know what? Yeah, basically. I think yeah. the the scenarios in the camp in the pack are really good. It's just annoying yeah. that people don't read the fucking thing and they ask you the same <laughs> bloody questions. Every uh, I'm, yeah. I'm being serious. Next year I'm going to print the pack in Braille and see if anyone notices. I genuinely think you just do what you suggested and if people ask a question that you absolutely know there is an answer to it in the pack, then it's just a... They just take a penalty because it's, it was getting fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, I, I appreciate that it's... I mean, they're brand new scenarios and people might not have had the opportunity to test them everything and... I don't. I really don't mind people asking questions. It was just the fact that it was like, I knew for a fact it was the first line. Yeah. A lot of the time, it was like, how a many, how many just, oh does this do? Yeah. I'm like, it literally says in the pack. The, the funniest thing was the uh, was the pairing. I mean, it's, as you said, it's oh, like the, the same for was... same, the same for three years. <laughs> uh, yeah. The pairing. Right. 
The team will remain nameless, but there was... (laughs) I don't don't understand how the parents became Uh, so controversial, because it's three-man teams, and the the parent procedure is very straightforward. (laughs) Uh, I think there was an assumption that it must be done uh, a certain way, because other events are done that way, and they just hadn't considered that they weren't at these other events. <laughs> and didn't bother to fucking read I mean, ev- says. everyone else seemed to be fine. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. But, and again, it kind of added to the, the siege charm and that people yeah. are um, trying to do parents and there's me storming about going, fucking read the pack. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you're fucking doing it and I've shared it. So fucking please. Just downing cans in the corner just to calm myself down. <laughs> 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 so uh, I think you should just you should just throw like little random sentences into the pack just to check if it's read it. Like by the way, Fraz is a bum boy or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something that has no bearing on anything else See on. The, the thing with Fraz is that Fraz obviously hadn't read the pack, but as soon as Fraz realised that I was starting to get annoyed because people were asking me very obvious questions, he then took it upon himself to ask me everything. So it's like, what time is it? When's dinner? What did I order for dinner? Where's my juice? <laughs> did you guys have a particular scenario that you enjoyed? Like, I think, uh, Michael, you said you liked Cataclysm, the, the fifth one, the most? Oh, I don't know. It's hard. To, I'm looking at them now and I'm remembering who I played. And I thought, like, oh, fuck, you know what? I had a fun time with that guy too. So, oh, it's hard. It's hard. I will say, in terms of scenarios... I think Cataclysm and Secure the Maiden, just because there was like much more randomness in in them. Okay. You know, you, you could set up you could set up to take a to take a peasant in the Maiden, and then it completely hides behind your opponent's unit, and then you're like, okay, fuck. Well, what was all that set up? <laughs> yes. So yeah, definitely those two for me. I think. Okay. What about you, Nick? Secure the Maiden was was cool just because you know the fact that the objective completely screw up your fuck off, kind of yeah. battle plan <laughs> or I could just yeah I could just like fuck off into the little or a far off corner where you've not deployed any units and now there's your opponent so it's just like alright well that yeah. peasant's fucked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm kind of just a big fan of all of them I think they're they're great oh see that was the right answer <laughs> <laughs> so there there weren't any that you guys were looking at and maybe more from the point of view of like what your list was set up to do. Like you're like, I'm really treading playing that particular scenario. Well, I think I'm going to struggle. There were definitely the ones I knew that mine would struggle with, but it was you know, I mean, I wasn't in the mindset where I ran a fully optimal list, so I kind of knew it was like, like this is just for shits and giggles. But playing them again, you know, it does kind of bring back. Like, okay, so here's what you need if you were thinking about next year. Yeah, so you've yeah. got a year to paint your army, Michael. Basically, <laughs> a year, a year to redo it. Yeah. I do think that people oh, are getting better reading the scenarios, um, especially no. the, the first three, because we've got now players that have played three years in a row, or, or at least the last <laughs> two years, and um, it was quite interesting like watching people play the Storm of the Bridges one, the first one, because there, there was a lot of players there who played in previous years and have just gone straight over the bridge, um, like first couple of turns, and then tried to fight on their opponent's side, and there was a lot of more caginess going on this year. <laughs> kind of people standing on the opposite end of the bridge, waiting for the other person to go in first. I think unless you've got a gun line, um, you kind of have to push if you really want to take that scenario. 
And I guess that's where the list design comes in, because you know, people yeah. are bringing certain units that are fairly either intimidating to fight in close combat or that are just very grindy. Yeah. And they, they, they can take some punishments, so... It's hard to plan, because... I mean, it's hard to plan for any of them, don't get me wrong, but it's just that way where it's like, as you're saying, it's like, okay, so I'll storm the bridges and do whatever. But the point is, whenever I've played this scenario, I've always gone up against somebody who has gigantic, so they don't care about the river. Yeah. Or they have several big, beasty flying things, so they don't care about the water. And it's just that way where it's like, fuck, like, I can't push yeah. for the bridge, even though it is the safest place, because I'm just going to get, like, totally done from both ends. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, it's like, it's, it's such a conundrum, because on the one level, it kind of seems easy on paper, but then it's like, oh, fuck, how do I actually... It depends on what you're playing. I mean, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's the balance in the list writing, right? Because the people are bringing flying and gigantic models, and they're not bringing scoring. So they're yeah. when it comes to that scenario, they're they're looking to deny you the secondary, but they might not be able to actually win it themselves, which is kind of like what my list was like for this scenario, because like, I only had three scoring units, and two of them are designed to blow up and, and lose scoring. So I've effectively got one reliable thing that can take a bridge. So my list was more just trying to stop the other person from winning the scenario. But yeah, if you want to fight, the bridge is the safest place because you can only be really attacked in the front as long as you protect your <coughs> your your rear from things coming in behind you. But um no, that's cool. Like I think I think the bridge is probably like all the scenarios, it's dependent upon what you're playing, but I think the, the yeah. river is the easiest to prep for. Yeah, yeah. Because it's less random. Yeah. Well that's quite a good point now to talk about how you guys did. So um how did you like, <laughs> time to get time to get down to business? How did you guys do? How did the list do? And um, is there any immediate takeaways? Any like list tweaks that you've been thinking about? So, Michael, let's start with you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I said, I carried my team. Yeah. Uh, Paul and John T could not get a fucking point between them. <laughs> so, so my first game against the lovely Shane. Hello, Shane. I came away with two points. Uh, against Ed, I came away with one. <sighs> fucking Ed. <man. laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. That, was, that was a good game. But, um, you know, maybe if we talk about like the individual games in a bit more detail. Uh, it's just such a hard list to go against. Like, especially if you're res 3. Yeah, it's like bad me, for Empire. You've shit armor. Maybe we'll get into that in more detail. Who else did I play? Uh, against Kevin. Um, I got seven, so that was the end of my first day. Seven points against Kevin. And then against Boxy on day two, this was a double Carno list. Uh, I got four. And then against Monroe, I got 16. So you finished also, on the high, which is pretty good. Finished on the high, uh, but also playing, you know, the lovely Carmageddon team. Uh, <laughs> and I say that in all genuineness. I was, I was, I was really excited to play you guys. Um, because, you know, why, why end the day any other way? Um, and yeah, so I mean, yeah, it was pretty shit, but I mean, no, <laughs> and it's funny because the mate speed came second, so I felt really had a had a terrible case of imposter syndrome. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'm looking at the scoring sheet now, and it's like you know, John T and Paul, it's like mainly a John T, like just had a fantastic weekend. Yeah, like. It was kind of funny going into it because, you know, uh, you know, we were talking about like the prep that you've done and stuff. And our prep 
I think Paul Wagner Pew was mostly just like Paul's like, I don't give a fuck, just put me against whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I effectively say that every round. Just yeah. for yourselves, I don't give a shit who I'm playing. Yeah, and it was kinda like, so who do you want to play, who do you want to play, who do you not want to play? And that that was kinda how we went about pairings. And I think John T it was kinda funny, right? Because for the first at least on the first day, he wasn't keen for any of the people he played, but he absolutely smashed all of them. Yeah. And then when he came to go up against Fraz, he's like, I'm going to totally mulch these Dread Elves. And he got zero points in the end. <laughs> uh, but no, no, fair, fair play to my teammates because they've they done absolutely phenomenal through the whole the whole two days. Yeah, a big shout out has to go to Jonty, who absolutely crushed it. Jonty! First yeah, day. one was mental. He got 21st game, 17 second game, 19 third game. And in day two, he got 13 fog of war. And then zero in the last one. But, I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's a bed. He shot the bed because the pressure got some. He was going to walk away with five wins. <laughs> He's just like, nah, fuck it, don't need any points. I, I carried the team. <laughs> I mean, you, you you got the most points in that last round. I was thinking about this. Like, you know, had I done shitter, then we wouldn't have came second. No, so, you, you know, know, I mean... And actually, looking at your scores, I was quite impressed the first day how a lot of the teams got I mean, it was very tight at the end of day one because yeah. a lot of the teams were getting kind of high 20s, mid-30s. So it was very, you know, very close. Uh, but the ninth cage, your team, were probably the most consistent team in that the lowest points you got was 29 and the highest was 34. So your actual your points differential was very tight, um, whereas some teams were going, like, getting big wins and then getting shafted. And you guys can hold your head high that you beat the eventual winners. Hashtag spoiler. So uh, we'll come back to we'll come back to your list in a minute, Michael. But um, Nick, how did you get on? Uh, so the bridges in game one, I was against Tim Ross and his Sylvan Elves. Mostly because when we were pairing for this, I was just like, yeah, I'll just play whatever. I, I don't mind. The Lord kills out all. <laughs> uh, this one, I fucking hate frenzy now. Turn six, no, turn five, I spun. I don't know why I did it, but I turned my big unit of Minotaurs with the with the Lord inside. They were holding the bridge because basically I just marched one unit over the bridge and then sat one unit on the bridge and I was just like, you know, come at me. But I sat one unit on the bridge and then turn five, I turned it round because he had a unit of Wild Riders, they're yeah, called? Yeah. Or, yeah, Wild Huntsmen. So he had a unit of, I think there were five or six of them left I, and they had a rear charge on that unit lined up and I thought you know what I'll just give them the front it'd be much better for me not remembering that oh yeah I have to frenzy check at the beginning of turn six <laughs> so beginning of turn six rear rollable nine I failed it <laughs> charged just enough off the bridge that I wasn't on to be scoring but not enough that my unit of my other scoring unit could march onto the bridge so effectively, it lost me secondary. Real. So instead of it being a a twelve eight on um, victory points to me, it ended up being a nine eleven because he got secondary because it took me off the objective. So instead of it being a tied objective, uh, he won it. So really, it so, would have been all oh, right, yeah, because it would have been tied. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was not a not a happy boy at the end <laughs> of the game. Uh, but I I like. The, the bridges just because you know 
when you've got a, a three by three big block of minotaurs, they fit on the, the bridge pretty nicely and the, <laughs> yeah. their, their flanks are protected and it takes someone like a turn or two to get around the rear. And then yeah. I thought, oh, you know what, you can just turn around. But obviously that doesn't always work out in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> game two, the Night Raid, that was when I was playing the Demon Legions. That was That was a fun game. There was a lot of sort of back and forth. Either he failed some charges and then I had some charges and but I ended up I got I think I got the camp in that one. That was good. Secure the maiden. I got a whopping one point against Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, oh you know what? It's all like strength three shooting. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out not so fine. So did you just shoot the show you? Combination of his shooting doing like I wouldn't say it did really really well, but it was just the sheer number of it. Like, yeah. yeah. When you've yeah. when you've got something like 150 shots plus two bolt throwers, it's just you're <laughs> gonna be taking models off every Shit's time. Shit's gonna stick eventually. Basically, yeah. Um, and then I think it was like turn five. I was tried to charge um, the Minotaur Lord into a big unit of peasants. And I was like, it's a big unit, so it's like 30 guys. I didn't think he would run away because he was right against the board edge. And Ed was just like, nah, I'll, I'll run. So he just ran the unit. So my Minotaur Warlord was on his own in front of two bolt throwers. And I was just like, <laughs> I, did not, wind. Yeah, I did not see that one coming. I was like, that's a that's a, a full unit. I didn't think he would run it away. But then later when I was looking at the points, it's like, oh, it's 200 yeah. points. <laughs> Whereas my Lord... If he kills my lord, that's like 900 points. So, Ed, that's a sexy play. Well done. Yeah, it was, it was a really... <laughs> I'll give a fuck about my unit. <laughs> See you <Yeah>. later. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fuck this <laughs> like, we can skewer that Minotaur Lord in the bolt <laughs> And then Fog of War, I think I was playing Martin. And uh, fair oh, play yeah. to Martin. He knew that I was just going to go big block in the center and just charge at people. So he, he deployed a roundabout. He put units to the side for the, the scoring um, to capture the table quarters. Uh, and then he basically just hunkered the the majority of his points like in one of the corners as far away from me as he possibly could so he could shoot and maneuver around me and yeah. stuff. So That game looked maneuver. tight, though, because at one point I walked over and it looked like you were just going to yeah. roll them. So there was a moment where... Minotaur Warlord and his unit, they broke one unit, and then I was like, right, I can either, because it was my turn next, I was like, I can either turn to face the, what are the Saurian monstrous infantry guys? Uh, the Caymans. Yeah, so I can either turn to face that unit, or I can turn it slightly so it gives them the flank, but it meant that I could charge around and go into his uh, Quattle Lord. Yep. I was like, oh, I'm going after that toad. <laughs> and it was a seven. It was a seven on the dice. And I was like, I shouldn't even need to roll this. And then, <laughs> then I, I rolled a six. And it was like a, a three and a three. So I barely moved at all. And then his um, his caimans went in the flank. He got uh, one of the big dinosaurs in the front plus another unit. And then he got <laughs> oh, another dear. unit in the flank. And I was just like, oh, you know what? That's fucking game over, man. <laughs> I love the fact that you had a good charge of the game in unit. You're like, nah, I don't want that. <laughs> I want that toad. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's toad was worth however many points plus his yeah, general. And if yeah. I made the charge, I was out of any possible counter charge. It's a seven on the dice. Yeah, it's a game winning charge if you make it. Yeah, 
Well, that's what I thought. <sighs> so annoyed. <laughs> but, ah well. And then six, I played you, Paul, didn't I? Yep. You guys are not very fun against low armor. <laughs> no, man. Like, that, that's exactly what my list was to play. I just played yeah. 10 as well in my turn 5, my round 5, so I was like, more beasts, great, bring it. Yeah, actually, because when we were pairing against you, mm-hmm. the reason that I dropped myself first was because we didn't think we'd drop you would drop you first. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who we thought, but... I mean, yeah. I, I would love to tell you our rationale, but I, I literally can't remember. Like, No, I we actually jo- lucked out. We lucked out so well because we all got the exact pairings we wanted yeah, for the last to, game. Yeah, to be fair, actually, now, now that but I think I, I think there yeah. was some rationale to drop it first. Oh, no, there, 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 totally, there, to, there totally was. I just I just wasn't really yeah. paying attention. Because like, like, I think John T was like, the only one that was really trying to think about it, like, critically. Because <laughs> yeah. the pressure um, was on him going into that last yeah. game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we kind of thought John T would be dropped first because his list kind of seemed good against all of ours. Because mm-hmm. ogres versus uh, minotaurs is is kind of just a smash face. Um, against Asklanders, he's got toughness and good like strength and stuff. And then against elves, he's, again, he's got like the strength and the toughness to kind yeah. of deal with it. What the fuck happened there? <laughs> fuck I think uh, the I think he got fucked by. He actually might have gotten fucked by the beast coming on because I think he had said he had set up a charge and then yeah, that came on did, at the beginning yeah. of the. Yeah, of the turn, which meant he couldn't charge. Locked either it was either his like Mark Vets or it was one of his big like br- or it was his big bruiser block. I think it like yeah. charged and blocked that, and then Fraz managed to get like a counter charge. Yeah, it just bought him that turn yeah. to get out the yeah. way, which basically fucked Jaunty. But um, yeah, I guess that's how it goes. It's the randomness that we were talking about. I watched quite a lot of that game. It was quite good because it basically came down in the middle. Johnny's uh, Merkvet block were facing off against uh, Frazzy's Dancers of Yima, and they were both trying to figure out who won that. <laughs> For the first three turns, they were kind of like, oh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. It was just that when the Beast came on, it came on at a really bad time because it stopped Jaunty, um, and then it gave Fraz a turn to get round him, and then Fraz just played out, the, particularly the second half of the game, very well, and he just kind of pushed and, and circled them, and uh, that was it at the end. But that was, that yeah. was a good game. Because, yeah, that that game, Fraz was like, fuck, you've thrown me under the bus here against Ogres. <laughs> and then, like, at the end of it, I was like, so what was the scoring? He's like, yeah, 20. Then I was like, oh, so that was a good bus I threw you on. Fuck. <laughs> it was that last round as well that um, Tim Botnick was playing Guillermo. And um, yes, so that, I was, so that was the one where the, the, the beast went off. Every time I walked past that table, Tim was literally losing his shit. Yeah. And the he was he was throwing stuff, he was talking to himself, he was hitting his head, uh, like on and on and on, like this is so fucking stupid, it's so broken, blah 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 blah. And he came in, he had to score, and I was like, What was the score then? And he went, Oh I got nineteen. <laughs> how? How is how is the world just? This is very Tim though. Tim like beats himself up, you think shit must be going terribly and he's and he's winning. It's just he's just not winning as comfortably as he'd like. See, I, I thought that he was losing because it looked on, it looked on the table that he was losing badly, but I guess that's the risk when you play a gun line, right? Because the first three turns, um, yeah, they're they're going to take points. So I kind of stopped paying attention to that game later on because I was watching a couple others. So he must have just got in and messed him up. Am I right in thinking that he swarmed of insect and killed the demon? 
Um, uh, it was not in, not in one turn, but like yeah, I think he, I think he took wins did a few, but yeah, he did wins over a couple of times. Too, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean he had three cyclopses as well, right? Which are pretty well, they should yeah. be pretty good at killing demons. So yeah, um, I know that he was moaning because yeah. there was I think he hit like three times in the cyclops and failed to wind all three times. But you must have got wins through eventually because the demon was dead. Uh, what about you, Paul? Having kind of not expected to play. I mean, I didn't want to like let the guys down, but like I, I was just kind of playing for fun a lot of the time. Day one was wasn't great. I got nine points in the bridges, and then I got eleven points for night raids. But that was like a we just handshaked on that because Henrik didn't want to play, and then oh, that's when we played. Oh yeah, do you want to talk about that? Uh, I, forgot yeah. that, I forgot that even happened. So did I until you were talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> so Henrik's got bad back and he couldn't manage uh, all three games on day one, so he decided to shake um, against Paul the second game. So because Paul and I were just kind of cutting about, uh, we decided just to have a, a punch-up on the table. And that was in a game, not a, not a physical confrontation. <laughs> um, but we swapped our armies. So Paul played my Strigoi Vanguard Vampires. Yeah. And yeah. uh, I played these irredeemable warriors, and it was a it was a crappy yeah, game. Yeah. I had a really good good time. It was it was a good laugh, like it was fun. Yeah, we just because neither of us knew what we were doing, so we kind of just no, we're just asking each other stuff. what shit did. Like, how fast can them, can I move here? There was uh, a, a beautiful moment with the zombies. You you want to talk that, about that? That was, that was uh, fantastic. So with the struggle list, the magic's pretty limited, right? Yeah. Unless you're in combat, there's not really a lot you can really do. And I think you had stopped something, so I had some dice left. So I, I raised a unit of zombies in the middle of the table, and then you just ignored it because it was 15 zombies. What the fuck was I going to do with 15 zombies? And then on my next turn, I charged the general of your <laughs> army uh, with the zombies, one combat, <laughs> by like one. And then uh, you rolled your break test and you fucked off the table. <laughs> But then I remembered that you do get a reroll, uh, and he came back on the table. So I was, like, actually, I was somewhat sad to bring the general back on because it was just so funny. <laughs> it's like that's the most glorious thing those zombies have ever done. It's the most points they've ever taken. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny though because when they made the charge, I was like, right, they're getting buffed. So I put fucking yeah, beetle strike and stuff on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's What's so good? good. It's good to play another army just to kind of. You do see things differently. Oh, 100%. Like list in, in other people's lists. Um, what I would say is, if anyone's listening is a Warriors player, get those wretched ones and Forsaken ones in your list. They are absolutely insane. I'm in love with them. I think they're amazing. It's yeah. a cool list. Like, there's a lot in the game they'll bounce off, but like, it's everything else. They've got their hard counters, but they're so good. You get to and roll, they- like, 30-plus dice in a combat. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. They should, on average, do 24 hits. Fucking insane. That's that's conservative. So, I mean, what the one unit into my Minotaur block? I mean, it did have the reroll to wound spell, but yeah. it ended up doing what, like twenty something wounds in total. You had the general left and two guys. Yeah, that was it. So, like a full health Minotaur unit went yeah. down to that. So and I had two guys left after you splung. It's just insane. I, yeah, they're <laughs> really good. The fact that they've gone down in points as well from the last update. Yeah, is, I think that's the big thing, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. Like you say, they do have hard counters. So, like, anything with a decent armor save or... Yeah, yeah, they're not... I mean, they're good at just pinning stuff. And they will grind. Like, 
but yeah, they, they don't get their points back if they're running anything with a decent armor. And if you know that you're running into something that's got pyromancy, you're fucked. Like as soon as you start losing two and three models, you lose a massive amount of combat effectiveness. So before, because they were like 550 points, like if you weren't getting into combat soon, then you were losing a lot of points fairly quickly before you could get points back. But now, where they are in terms of points, I think it's it's pretty good. So yeah, they're an amazing unit. Like I really didn't understand the hate they were getting from the forums. But yeah, I think they'll be way more popular now that they've come down. So you, unfortunately, people will see them more regularly. <laughs> Get some pyro on your list, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was our game two, um, and then day two, I got a couple of good results uh, against Tim. Tim's beast herds uh, got seventeen, and then against Nick, I got fourteen. So managed to get a far more respectable score over the the two days, which I was pretty happy about. Who did you play for um, Secure the Maiden? Three. Oh yeah, I played Martin for that played one. Martin. Of course. Yeah, sorry, Nathan. So that not a great matchup because it's got quite high toughness and decent armor. So I've only got a couple of units in that list that can really deal with with that. And to be honest, there's not really anything in my list that can deal with the Cayman block because it's too many wounds to take off before he swings back, and he will do quite a lot of damage quite even on the warrior block. So it's not ideal. And then having three dinos, like high toughness and stuff, not great. So I think it was actually a ten. No, no, it was 13-7. He won on points. So we both had one peasant each, but neither of us got the maiden, as it turned out. So yeah, we drew the secondary. I liked uh, Martin's list a lot. I thought it was very cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I played... I think it was practically the same list, apart from maybe a few minor changes a few weeks back. I, he was working hard getting the games from like a painting point of view. And it really... I mean, they just looked phenomenal on the table. Yeah. Uh, but it was also very different to Boxy's one, right? Uh yeah, uh, I was and also quite balanced. different to what I usually run. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> also, what to compare to what usually runs. Um, yeah, it was really fun. I really liked what I came up with. Yeah, I think the the Caymans. That's a relatively new thing. I think you've only been playing the Caymans for the last few months, but they're really good. Yeah, they give him a reliable runs. block, which was something he was struggling with before because he was he wasn't getting a lot of success with the Saurian warriors or the Temple Guard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the it's yeah. like most things in his. List the agility hurts them a lot, but yeah, like, when you hit just, as hard as the Caymans do, yeah, you can you can lose two and three models and you can still be doing good damage. Yeah. It's the thing though, right? Because they just have so many of them that, as you say, like, yeah, like losing a couple is irrelevant. I mean, when I played them, I had the stank go into them, and it was just like a, like a pillow match for like a few mm. a few times, but yeah, I mean, doing your grind, you're maybe taking like one guy off if you're lucky, but then. Just you're not breaking the amount of attacks that you're taking each turn, so yeah. Um, I mean that's that's not terrible for pinning the unit though, putting the stank into them. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. But yeah, it's just it's got such a big like potential damage yeah. output potential, I guess. Yeah, um, and when you've got two torosaurs that can countercharge you, when when you inevitably become pinned, then it's it's a good list. Like he's got the the Ramphodons as well. Yeah, yeah, which he doesn't like, but I think they're phenomenal. I think they're I really like good. As well, yeah. The Frenzy's a ball ache, but although they're two wins and have like shit defensive stats, they've actually still got a good armor save. Yeah. And you should be getting the charge to... off with them anyway, so they should be able to hit what they've marked and do reliable damage. Yeah. So they're really good. And they're not expensive, so yeah, you can bring two oh. units. 247 each, yeah. 
They're nice. They're nice. And he did a really nice job with the painting on those as well. They look lovely. Yeah, there's lots of photos of them up on Twitter if anyone's interested. Can I do a bit more justice to my matchups? Because of course you I can. I feel like I didn't. I feel I didn't hit the thematic as as Nick done right. Um, <laughs> you go. <laughs> clearly, I missed the brief. You know, the bridges were covered in fog. So I'll start. I'll start from the beginning. I'll, I'll kind of run through briefly. So it's kind of funny what what Nick is saying about coming up for the end of the game or that crit- critical point. And well, why not I start from the beginning of the game? <laughs> <laughs> right. What did you have we, for breakfast, Michael? Can we? When a mummy and a daddy love each other very much. <laughs> are we? Are we rolling? Yeah. Okay. I kind of knew going in some of the things to look out for, um, mainly because of Fraz. Thank you, Fraz, for pointing out what was really nasty. Because I think the Demon book is quite renowned for having so much and so much kind of like interchanging rules and stuff. So it's unless you're very well versed in it, it will all seem like just gobbledygook. Yeah. I have to say, throughout my shooting didn't like show up um, against Shane. It showed up. I think he had two big units that I was afraid of. I think I got both of those down in the first couple of turns to like three models apiece. So they weren't that scary for going into the Imperial Guard. But his um, Blazing Glories, his Hoarders kind of went on, on unabated. As well as the Imps. He parked his uh, one of his Hoarders onto one of the bridges. And so I just figured like, fuck it, like I have to stank on one side, I'll throw it in. But these guys are so hard to kill. Like, and fair enough, you know, their damage output increases each turn, but it didn't really do much against the stank just because of the high armor. But it meant that we were looking as if we were going to be tied for secondary. If I could move the Imperial Guard block to chase the remaining Myrmidons and get onto the bridge. Much like Nick, I figured, fuck it, I'll run into these guys. I think I ran into one of the units, either the Myrmidons or the Succubag, and then I overran. But I overran so much that the majority of the unit went off the off the bridge. And it was just like, for fuck's sake, like, how did this happen? This should not have happened. I mean, you um, did have the choice not to do that. No, 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 no. The thing was, they weren't, I think the way he placed them, they weren't on the bridge. So I needed to overrun to kind of be within a chance of, of claiming the bridge. Okay. But it was just the fact that I think I overran like a living and they just like went right. straight. So it was kind of, I mean, it wasn't even ballsy, right? I mean, that was the thinking because it was the last turn and it was like, fuck, I need to get on this and... So I kind of fucked it there, but um, it was fun. I mean, as you play it, I mean, this is, I guess, obvious, right? You just see how everything works. Um, but I really like going up against the demons. It was really fun. Then going into game two with Ed. Again, fair play to Ed. Like, it was it was fine. It was fine. But just, you know, when you look at my list, you know, I was kind of thinking, like, okay, I'll be popping Stars Align to reroll the important shooting. I'll pop Flaming Sword, Blunt to Wound on a unit and the, the two Mortars. And so, you know, that was kind of my mindset. But on Ed's part, it was just, okay, I have, like, ten times as much shooting. And I, was, I think I was saying this to you, Andy, during on the day, but it's like, you just don't need to buff it if you have so much shots. Yeah. Because stuff, as you say, is going to get through, it's going to do some wounds, and when you already don't have any armor, then, yeah, it's just whittling away. So, bit by bit, he would break down everything, then, you know, there was no point using the orders. And I did eventually just move up the Imperial Guard. But the mortars which I had, which would should have been like really good against his equity unless just did not show up at all. I think I maybe got like two partial hits, but they ended up just taking off maybe like three guys. It was something totally abysmal. Yeah, um, it's not great. And and yeah, by the time the the guard got up, 
they were just they had like practically nobody left and fair enough as nick said i mean it's like you know what you're taking you're taking like 200 points so if you get one unit yeah you're just surrounded so easily so i was it was just tough you know as you say there's not really much you can do against it even if you're shooting so but it probably was a mistake on my part to try and you know go shooting to shooting with it i should have probably just been thinking of being much more aggressive against kev which was a really fun game which was secured a maiden certainly done better here than the previous game so i came away with seven but yeah it's much the same story shooting didn't really show up because he had a big unit of four lorns which i was trying to take down but it just didn't really kind of go as it should have gone i guess I managed to hold the Forlorns with a unit of Flagellants, and then I figured, okay, well, maybe they'll hold a bit longer, and I'll throw the Stank into the flank. They didn't hold, so he just whittled them down, turned around, and then just totally destroyed the Stanks. And this was this was knowing fair well that they had this plus two, or whatever it is, against uh, units with Gigantic, so that was me being a total idiot. I was just kind of thinking that way, like, the Flagellants had done so well up until then, like, kind of holding stuff down and just being on, like, one dude left that would mean there had to be another round of combat. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was kind of funny because he had this, like, static 8 res peasant block, which was running up against the Imperial Guard, and then um, they managed to flee, and then he came back again. So, I mean... Did the Imperial Guard not just go through the peasants? I think eventually... But that's the thing, too, because the unit was only, like, 500 points. So even if I did get them, it wasn't, like, super amazing compared to everything else he had. But it was a funny game because it was, like, you know, setting up units to capture the maidens on charge. And then, as I said, you know, just totally retreats behind a unit. But I was lucky in that I got the maiden. Uh, And then, yeah, I kind of went into the boxing game, I guess, with Double Carnal. Um, But it was a lot of fun. And I think I said at the time this was my funnest game of the weekend because it was so swingy in terms of just shooting stuff, his stuff getting in within like two turns, but then him whiffing and then his carnal running away and being chased by I think like seven militia. I mean <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's kind of an achievement for these these little these little villagers. So I think it ended up being five on five in terms of scoring, but his was much more mobile. I think I lost. I actually did lose quite a lot of because his ramphas went into a mortar and then overran into a handgunner unit. You're losing your scoring which controls maybe one quarter so i ended up having two scoring units left and it was just really about conserving points at that end, that point and as i said up until now the shooting didn't show up so now when i went against monroe i felt very bad that it all showed up and i got direct hit after direct hit with both the mortars and it just was whittling down everything he had or you know some of the the asklander blocks uh, so I felt so bad because, you know, like these shooting lists are so boring to play against. Although for me, it was just a case of blazing. It's like, fuck, this is all I have. But then, you know, I, in my own tactical genius, set up uh, the flagellants to come in at the flanks just to kind of either just hold it in position so I can get some more shooting off. I didn't expect that the 15 unit, the 15 man unit would pop a unit of Asklanders and then overrun into the general's unit which then held it in position for the Imperial Guard to go in. Um, so this was like, it was so funny because it was just like, fuck, what's this is actually all coming together here and things were looking <laughs> very well. I mean, I am so slow. So sorry, sorry to everyone I played. Sorry to Andy and Paul who were egging me on. But yeah, so we ended up calling it a four, but I like to think if it went on, I could have maybe, could have maybe done a bit better than 16-4. To be um, fair, like a lot of games when people do really well, it's is because they get lucky. 
and they just won't say that because I mean, obviously, you're trying to you know play as well as you can and set things up, so you're always hoping that these things pay off. So I, I know what you mean. Like it's kind of like my game against Tim, where my dice were fantastic, and it was already a bad matchup for him, so that just made it impossible for him to win the game. But you'll evenly have the games where nothing goes your way, and like what you were saying about like your games day one where the shooting does nothing. It's like you feel bad because. You know, you know what it's like to go up against a shooting list. Here, you're forcing somebody else to go up against it when it actually works. And I guess it's like their last game of the day, and you know that they've maybe played something similar before. So, I God, I didn't do any of my games justice at all. <laughs> let's let's do another take. I think, I mean, from your perspective, I think the important thing is that you find out what you like to play. And... I like to play with toys. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> if you're not feeling the gun line, don't. For sure. I mean, this is why it's kind of like paradoxical in some way, where it's like, why the fuck did I paint these things the, the first time around? Um, but you don't know till you get on the table and play. No, for sure, for sure, yeah. I mean, there was definitely some MVPs, because we spoke a lot about Flagland and the changes that were made, not recently to them, but previously. Yeah. Mainly with agility and the changing of what weapons they But even just as chaff, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I'll play them a lot more, but they, they definitely have their use there. It is just the fact that you're going to lose as a, a de facto. Yeah. That's um, the issue. Like If you take them in the big block, it's just more points you're going to lose. I think the yeah. hand grenade's still the best way to run them. Yeah, no, I, I think I think for sure, because I think it's very easy to get carried away thinking, well, look how well the small unit done. So if I buff it with hatred and horde formation, yeah. maybe it'll do a lot better. But yeah, as you say, like they're going to stick, whatever, stick to whatever they go into. But yeah, I mean, as I say, those... And the militia, definitely the MVP, just how useful they were. I think, I think certainly going on to the next list or whatever, I'll be playing about with those a lot more. Nice one. What yeah. about you, Nick? What kind of list ideas are you thinking about? Anything, you know, where you're coming to the end of your fifth game and you're like, fuck my nose, it's all about centaurs now. <laughs> oh no. I still, I still like it's, I'm still trying to weigh up whether the Minor Lord is, as we all know, just amazing yeah. but if he doesn't get into a combat so if someone just throws chaff after chaff in front of the unit and he can't get into like a big character or a big block of something he's just like it feels like he's just so many points like for his points i could almost get another like eight man block of minotaurs i'm sort of thinking either working on a new list where it's like um Multiple units like gargoyles, so that they can countercharge all the chaff because of the flying, or um, I can use them to basically like chaff the pathway for the minotaur to get into combats that he needs. Or do I just drop the minotaur warlord and get like three big blocks of minotaurs and then back that up with like two wizard masters? Because you know, like druidism with minotaurs is just like disgusting. You combine that with, say, like, shamanism. It's yeah, it's, it's a good compliment for you, right? Because it gives yeah. you a lot of anti-shooting protection, which is, like, one of the biggest yeah. things that you, you don't want. Again, well, evocation is still, again, good because it gives you the, the movement spell. It allows you to, like, snipe out characters and stuff. Yeah, I really like evocation. It's really yeah. strong. I mean, I ran it and see, or for this tournament with, a, with just an adept, and the whole... If you get one spell through, you then get an extra token, and it means that your next phase... You don't really feel the loss of not having a master because yeah. you're kind of getting the extra, extra dice and stuff. 
the core as well, although I really like the, the three units of raid chariots, the fact that they're not scoring, they don't count as a rank because they're light troops. Yeah. Yeah. It just means that, like, if they go into combat and you, or I don't know well on the impact hits, they're just going to run because they're never steadfast. So it just never goes well. Yeah. I kind of like, currently I kind of play with the idea of having to like 15 or 18 man blocks of ambush and wild horns with thrown weapons. Okay. Yeah. Quite expensive though, didn't that? It is, but for instance on say the bridge scenario, if I had those two units of 18, just having anything ambushing really, it just makes your opponent kind of like, right, I know they're going to come on either on my flanks or, so I, I either need to like castle up or I need to push to kind of deal with the shit that's in front of me before the shit hits me from behind. That's the thing that can force somebody to then, like, forego the secondary. Yeah, because I, I think that's something that that list is sort of lacking, is the fact that there's not, like, a... not so much a hidden unit, because everyone knows what's ambushing, but just that the, the threat comes up from behind, because that's... I mean, that's another thing that's great about Shambles and the, the Titanic Summon. My game against Ed, he had three or four of those <laughs> yeah, of course he did. Because yeah. well, it was more just like against me. Like I had to stop the break the spirit because afford any of my units to not be moving. Yeah, see, I I thought I was being like borderline disabled when I let it through every time. No, no, no. Seriously, because it's like similar similar to Nick. Like I think I had it. I think I had like three. Titanic summons against me, and I'm like, fuck, like, they're a real bollock with the, the breath weapon. It's like, should I have let them in? Yeah, but then you, you're looking at all the anti shooting. Uh, you're looking at uh, Break the Spirit against like the Imperial Guard or something. It's like, fuck, I mean, I need to take my chances with it, right? Like, because you have to dedicate something to kill it, right? Yeah, and yeah. You get nothing, you get nothing back for it. It's not like you, it's a free unit, essentially, that's pretty capable in combat against the right thing, so. I think we talked about that before in like the, the magic heavy episodes. It's definitely one of the best spells in the game. It's I would say it's I'm not necessarily it is, but I think it's arguably too good for what it actually does, considering that it's not cap. You can literally have six uh, of running about. <laughs> I was used to hate it when um when I was playing the the Empire Gunline and I was playing someone with shamanism and at the start of the game they would put like their three or four totemic summons on the edge of the board. And they all say the same thing. They're like, oh, I'm just keeping them for when they come on later. Yeah. And immediately in my head, I'm like, oh, no. I don't, I don't, want, <laughs> I don't want them coming on. They are such yeah. a bollock. But it, it certainly was a new appreciation for just how good the path is. Because, of course, I mean, with Empire, you run it. Definitely one of the best in the game. And it's the armies that can take it complements them so well. There's just so much synergy going on with it that it's definitely one of the strongest. Paul, what about you? What are you thinking, list wise? Uh, list wise, the list I had is perfectly fine. I wouldn't change it. I think it's a good. I think it's good at what it does. It's not what I would necessarily choose to take to an event. I have another list mounted heavy. It's got knights, Feldrax, and chosen knights in it, and then it's wizard adept with two units of flares, a chimera, warrior block. There's there's loads in the list because I've just taken you know, the bare minimum character uh, set up. So I would have probably taken that to Siege if I hadn't set aside uh, models for Matt to take. So that's probably what I'll be running 
in the future when I'm playing, but the goal for me is to play more ogres now. So certainly if I'm playing on UB, I won't nice. play modders. So yeah, that's the plan. But we'll see. It'll take me a while to get everything painted. So I'll, I dare say I'll be running that in the meantime, but uh, yeah, the plan is to focus on ogres. Certainly for 2020. That's going to be the army, I think. Sweet. Possibly even maybe towards the end of next year I might start playing Asklanders. What? I want to do... This coming! I want to do a like a historical mini heavy army. I hope so, you don't become one of those guys. It's like just buy stuff and never paint actually, it. Actually, who the fuck are those? Yeah. <laughs> and they just they just resells it on eBay. They decide they want to play something else at a far it's lower price. Part of the show. <laughs> at this part of the show, I'd like to give a shout out to Mick Dick Trick Trainer on eBay. <laughs> Link is in the bio. <laughs> No, but seriously, I do have some good Christmas deals on, so please. <laughs> I need to pay my rent. <laughs> we have Star Wars Legion. We don't just have... Did you actually Warhammer buy Warhammer. Star Wars Legion? No, I'm just kidding. But are you though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, ahem, ahem, ahem. I think what I do have still on sale. I no, have, Mark, um, I have, some, mom, I have not, some mom orcs. You're not going to use our podcast as a springboard <laughs> to promote your <laughs> eBay store. This, this podcast is better than you, old man. Unless yeah, you want to become an official sponsor of the show, in which case we'll shout out every show. If I can get a five-minute spot, I'll, you what's on. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly take the publicity. Right. Okay, so we should probably run through the, the winners and the losers. From the weekend. Yeah. I am both a loser and the <laughs> winner. My mom says I'm a winner. Okay. The scenario prizes. So let's start with these first. Yeah. Okay. So scenario one is the <coughs> Men Shall Pass Award. That's for the Bridges. Uh, that was won by the Ninth Cage's own John T. Who John T. Got max points, I think, in that one. Had both Bridges. I think he, I think he just tabled. Barry, didn't he? <laughs> Ruthlessly taking yeah, Barry, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he did really well. He won that for the Camp Architect. So that award is for the person that uh, basically brings the best camp. And we have our completely independent adjudicator, Steve, from Common Ground Games. He's the, the go-to judge for that award. And that was very, I'd say, comfortably won by Martin because his was just ridiculous. Like yeah. He had fucking lights in it. Water effects. It was. Mental. I mean, Steve did break it when he was looking at it. So. He, he literally <laughs> did. He, he literally did. And then he was like, "Oh, it's got blue tack on it. I'm not gonna fucking let this win." <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was really impressive because again, Martin was originally down as a, a backup player, and then he stepped in maybe a, a week or two before the event. So he basically built that within like the last week because then he had to paint stuff. Um, as well, so he, he did, did the, really well. He did the classic Martin thing where he moaned about it. He was like, oh, I need to make this camp now. Oh, and instead of just making a simple camp, he made a, a floating ziggurat that was like, yeah. had lights and stuff in it. Had lights and underneath? Water. And, water yeah. and then he, yeah, he brought yeah. it to the yeah. day and he was like, ah, shit, I don't even want to look at it. <laughs> Typical Martin. Like, it, it was lovely. Like, I think that was probably the favourite one. It was one awesome. Because he just spent so much time on it. There were a few really nice camps, to be fair, but that one had just... Because he made everything from scratch, yeah. I think, as well. And then the Herder Award, that's for the third scenario, so that's the Peasants. That was won by Shane. And then we had the Pathfinder Award, which is 
that's Blind Deployment. So that's most table quarters. And that was won by David Box. Shout out to Boxy. Yeah, so really good. I mean, this is, am I right in thinking this is David's first tournament? He played a lot previously, but I think this is his first ninth age one because he's kind of getting back in it. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Tim that's getting him back in. But yeah. he seems so, I mean, to have had a nice good. time, which was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he sounds keen for coming back as well, which is great. So hopefully we'll see him in the next one. Um, I know who I'm searching. <laughs> Sorry, that was such a non-comment. <laughs> I said with no ill will is because it was a very fun game and David is a top bloke. So, cheers, David. And then the last award was The Beast of Stravelin and that absolutely went to Tim Botnick. It's not, is he not called The Beast because he's on a register or something? <laughs> We're not allowed to talk uh, about that legally. Not anymore. Um, he's been taken off the register. It was probably, I think it would have been unusual for Tim to come up and not win something because he seems to do pretty well at our events. We'll need to look into that. I think there's definitely something going on. So no, that, no that suggested that he's molesting us. That's what that comment just suggested. <laughs> well, I mean, I was playing I was playing games the whole weekend, so he wasn't molesting me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's why my throat's so sore. The smiler <laughs> the weekend. Which is very unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> so they were our five scenario prize winners the, the coveted best painted award went to Kev and his beautifully painted Kingdom of Equity army which I believe he is selling is he really? what? <laughs> Michael's on it bit in already what the fuck? I think he posted something He's, maybe oh on Twitter oh my god this will make a fine addition to my <laughs> I mean it's Insane. What are they talking about? That's what a phenomenal army. Oh my god, what a deck. Kev, sorry, that's, what are you doing, man? <laughs> I assume he's kind of doing what Henrik's doing, because Henrik's selling, or well, he'd sold his ogres, because yeah, he's I wanting to rebuild them with a very strong kind of pirate theme. So he's, I think he's sold yeah. most of it to Ed to then fund the new project. So I don't think Henrik, that's that common. I think a lot of people do that. Henrik, mate, you've you fucked it. The Titan Forge ones are, are so shy. <laughs> uh, no, I'm serious. I'm serious because I was thinking about doing this too, right? But then, then John T. Ever the Sage uh, showed me some of the Titan Forge ones. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Okay. He's not buying everything from Titan Forge. I couldn't even tell you if he is buying anything from there. Like okay, his... Henrik, ignore my exclamation. You're doing a great. <laughs> I don't even know if Henrik listens to this, so he's, it's probably fine. Best Sports Award, the Henrik Mao Award, that went to Pending Wives Permission, um, which I'm assuming was completely down to Matt and Kev. Yeah. And nothing to do with Fraz, because he was just more in the whole weekend. I mean, it was Wait, Martin. That was the team, Martin. So, he, so it had nothing to do with Fraz. Oh, right. Oh, shit, I thought Fraz was on their team. Yeah, I just shows you how much attention I was paying. Well. It might have had something to do with Fraz, because I think he got... Matt and Kev pretty blind drunk on Yeah. <laughs> Which put Matt in a really good mood on a Sunday morning because I think he was still very drunk. Yeah, that's very true. Again, photos are on Twitter if anyone's interested. I hope someone took a photo of Fraz curled up in a ball under the table. Steve was just looking at him fucking disgraced. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Fraz borrowed Matt's toothbrush. Is that a euphemism? We'll, we'll just leave it there. 
Hold on, we need to make a public health warning here, because, um, you know, if that's a euphemism, I mean, mate, you shouldn't have, like, bristles on your dick. Like, come on. Who said anything about the dick? Boy, can that be, like, a finger, you know? Yeah, that's fine, that's getting cut. <laughs> Next time on Mad Get Radio. Right, the scores I'll read out are after penalties were applied, uh, which is important. <laughs> so in sixth place was Karmatich, who yeah. finished the event on 130, but they, they took a pen, painting penalty. In fifth place, because of that penalty, was Lost Old Alliance, who got 124 points. Fourth place was Penningwise Permission, who um, had 135, but took a, a small penalty, so they went down 130. And then the business end of the table, we had Mookbusters in third place with 156. And pipping them for second place was the ninth cage on 157. But what, with what was a pretty unassailable lead uh, from day two, it was the Bastards in first place with 188 points. I mean, that was pretty much their last round basically sealed it for them, right? Cause they I mean, yeah, they, they 16, capped... 17 and 20. They capped their final two rounds, which was massive. But we beat them because technically we're actually better than them. You did, I mean, looking at their score, I mean, to be fair, so you beat them in the first round, your team. So they yeah. got 29 points in the first round, and then round two they got 39, so one point off cap. Third round they capped, and then the next two rounds they capped as well, so... Um, yeah, they did really well. Pretty strong. And it was actually pretty even across, like, each of them had good rounds. It wasn't mm. just, like, certain players were yeah. carrying... Yeah, it wasn't like our team when Johnny was basically... Just <laughs> Johnny was just smashing shit up. <laughs> 72 points from Johnny. Which is pretty good, considering one of these games he didn't actually get anything. And he still managed <laughs> to get over 70 points. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, Johnny oh. played, got really good results. Um, Dan Minto didn't lose a, lose, lose a game. Yeah, I mean... He should have lost against you. <laughs> but... He should have lost against you. I don't know how he won that game, but he did. But yeah. Anytime I play Danny at a tournament, he always seems to beat me. So it's just, that's just the rules. And then Lost Old Alliance's team schizophrenia because there was 19s and there was 1s and there was 19s again and there was 1s. Uh, they were all over the shop. Yeah. I actually had to add up their points because I, I actually thought Henrik had more points than Guillermo, but Guillermo still managed to get more than <laughs> Again, I think Henrik was quite unlucky in a couple games I mean he didn't play our game so I mean that could have that could have went his way so he could have got a one there yeah. I wasn't really paying attention to most of his other games but I'm assuming his dice were absolutely horrendous they did actually to be fair they didn't look too bad I think it was more just a case that um, because he was using the MSU list it's not something he's he's played yeah. before it's very different and it's not a particularly forgiven list when things start to go wrong Need to watch your movement. If you yeah. start giving things easy overruns, then you're just. I think that was an issue against them when he played Boxy. That he was right. able basically just to roll up his line. So yeah, that was uh, that was Siege Three for another year. Do you guys have any particular highlights before we wrap it up? It's just arriving home safe after the lift with Raz. <laughs> <laughs> Is that bad of a hairy journey home? Oh my god! Never, never drive with Raz in the rain and when there's an old firm game on. <laughs> no, um, yeah, um, highlights was seeing all you guys. It had been, uh, it had been far too long. Who's that? 
Oh, I, I mean, if it has, if my mum is just so ill. <laughs> Please donate on the eBay store. Yeah. Please donate by buying. <laughs> what were you, Nick, in the highlights? Generally, like, swingy moments of, or moments in games where I thought, fuck, that's just game. I've lost the Lord, I've lost this unit. And then yeah. um, the dice sort of going, oh, no, you haven't. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah, like when we played, so Nick had his warlord fighting a Forsaken one, uh, and uh, I flanked charged this lord with my 20-man block of warriors. The minor lord killed 10, and I was like, well, that didn't go very well. Because <laughs> that the minor's average. He's got six attacks, but he does 10 wounds on average. Well, yeah. fucking I mean, insane. It kind of depends. <laughs> If Depends on who rolls the dice. Nick rolls the dice, it's yeah. guaranteed. So if he gets the charge, it's like D3 impact hits, then 6 attacks, which normally turns into about 9 or 10. And then you've got the stomp as well. So he can do a lot of wounds. I, I would say in all 5 games, every game where he got into a combat where it wasn't like a 1-on-1, -on -one, he did on average about 9 or 10 wounds. Fucking insane. So like, that's Brutal. why... I love having him in the list, but it's just like finding points for other things because he's with that build seven hundred and ten points with the current like point of stuff. So that's a cheap vampire, son. Stop your running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the vampires have other things. Yeah, magic, let's not get yeah, yeah. let's not get this debate. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a debate yeah. as old as time. Uh, I mean, we know, we know how that fight goes, don't we? Andrew? Yeah, we do. The fucking minor wins all the time. <laughs> yep. I really should know to stop trying by this point. <laughs> yeah. What did you but think yeah, I mean, of the event, Andrew? As uh, someone that was just obviously getting to watch how everything unfolded. Was it oh, it was good. I mean, everyone approached it in the right kind of frame of mind. There was a lot of banner, a lot of laughing going on. The beers yeah. were very good. Big shout out to Calm. Sinky, who got us a sweet deal on loads of brew dog beer, so everyone was uh, everyone was everyone was just stealing the beer, hitting the tinnies pretty hard on day one. Yeah, um, yeah, we we'd set out extra cans for like prizes, and I'd foolishly left them on the table, and uh, every time I came back, like. Guillermo had another one. Yeah, fucking Guillermo coming in like a stealth bomber, just smashing the supplies. But no, it was really good, and it was. There was actually quite a lot of work. Day two wasn't too bad, but day one there was a lot because uh, the Wi-Fi broke down, so I had to do it all by hand. That's happened to us before. Yeah, we're going to have to come up with a better way of doing it. Yeah. But, I mean, it was fine because, I mean, it, there was only six teams, right, so it wasn't actually that much, but there was a lot yeah. of wee bits and pieces that needed done over the course of the day, and, and there was lots of rules, queries and stuff, but it was good, and I tried to get as much stuff on Twitter as possible, so I hope you guys listening enjoyed the Twitter coverage. I would have liked to get a bit more out there, but but at least I hope people got a little bit of a, a taste for it. There was some cracking games actually, and it was quite nice just to um, sit and watch. Had a good time. Cool. It was quite good this year in that everyone got to play everyone. That worked out really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool. And actually talking to the teams throughout the weekend, everyone actually really liked that aspect. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was pure pure luck that happened. Uh, it wasn't pre-planning at all. Yeah. But a lot of the teams actually quite liked the idea that everyone had to play everyone. So it wasn't mm -hmm. just a case of, you know, a, a team would submarine and do really well in D2 and end up winning it or whatever. And actually, yeah. as as the results kind of show, um, there was a lot of back and forward with the teams. And it really wasn't until that D2 
but the the bastards kind of pulled pulled ahead because they yeah. got the two caps, and it was very tight going into that into the day two. Actually, the old alliance were in a very strong position going into that day two, and they just didn't have a great fifth and sixth round, so that kind of pulled them back. And that just shows how close it was. <laughs> there was a lot of smack talk going on at the dinner on the the Saturday night about how good the shooting was. <laughs> it just got fucked on the on the Sunday. <laughs> uh, see, as an experienced gunline player, I don't never boast about shooting because there's a cruel yeah. mistress. <laughs> I mean, they literally got ten free points because they got capped so heavily in the last two <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So uh, uh, maybe the the old gunline lists might might not return next year, but I'm sure they'll come up with something. They'll come what up with something they? else, Ben. The next gimmick be like all all movement, no c- combat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite a, that's quite a common uh, strategy. Yeah, it's just really you know gets you the points. I'm just really succinct, just really succinct movement, no combat. You just stay in the fuck away from everyone. Forty five hundred points of white accountants running about the table. <laughs> That'd be, that'd be fun to see. Just this guy, he's got like a chest timer and he's like, okay, so my militia. Can you hear my militia? Okay, your turn, sir. And the guy's like, what? <laughs> I have actually seen that. What? Players, players just don't do anything in the turn. They're just like, right, okay, that's my turn, go. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but their list is still a normal list. Yeah, I mean, it is designed to still play the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, guy, a guy who has a list where he never fights in the front facing. <laughs> just backs everything up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you come to me. <laughs> I mean, you can literally oh, do man. that without turning right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, that's how you get them. That's how you get them, right? Oh, is that how you spring the trap? You have, them all, you have them all facing, right? Oh, no, no. I don't know what's is better, right? So you have them all facing, and then you're neither, like... Neither. Neither is better. And then when he gets within 11 inches, you're like, right, I'm turning these guys around. Or you do it the other way around, where they're all looking to you, and then when he gets to one inch, it's like, bitch, you did not think we would turn around. <laughs> these are good plays. I'm going to write them down. <laughs> it is a fucking miracle you guys came second. Oh, no, right. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anytime. <laughs> I mean, like, when you put it like that, I mean, we were fucking playing with a handicap. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's trying all these janky plays. Like, why is your gun line facing the wrong way, Michael? <laughs> why can't I charge from the yeah. rear? <laughs> if I can if I can overrun off the board and come in from it's inside okay. in the board next turn. <laughs> Michael, what are you, how are you going to deal with these avocados? It's fine, I'm going to charge them with my cannon. Okay. <laughs> You'll never see it coming. <laughs> it's funny because like, when when Nick was talking about fighting the Ed's peasants, he said, what did he do? Did, you sh- did they just shit you to shit? And I'm like, that would have been really clever if he didn't, right? He had all these bows, and then you're like, oh, fuck. And then he just like, charges with all the bows. But then he loses combat and loses the game. And runs the fuck away. <laughs> and guys, I think we're on to something. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> right, before this descends any further down the rabbit hole, does anyone have any last comments about Siege before we wrap up? It was a lovely event with lovely people. Oh, 
we can. And I hope to return. No, I mean it's great. I mean there, there was a big hole in, in the team the team tournament um in the UK. Because of course I'm a season uh, and I know the scene. I read the scene. I am the scene. Uh, um but no, I mean it was fun and I think everybody who came up there was there were a, f- a couple of new faces as well. Like I think Bolton was, was certainly yeah. like the main one. Um and you know, everybody had a glowing review about it and we're raring I hope to come back next year. And it's fresh, you know, like it's 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 very chill up here. Um and yeah, it's it's great for this. For if this you're listening to this in England and you fancy winning a trophy, come up to, to, come up to Scotland. <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're, we're fucking giving them away up here. <laughs> Even I. Won. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny <'cause> it's true. <laughs> oh. oh Jesus. Okay. Um, I don't know what to do. Let's sit though. You know, it's just sitting. I mean, do you guys drink from them, or will that give me like cancer or something? <laughs> I don't know. That was Barry's plan. It's 3D printed. You know, I don't know what what like what. Just um, put it on a shelf or something. On that thing. Don't stick your dick in uh, it. Don't drink from it. Just let it be. Those, those are the two options. Don't stick your dick in it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. What 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 happens if I stuck my? <laughs> I'm ask, I'm asking for John T. <laughs> oh, he's got chemical burns on his mouth and cock. Yeah. Is that why he's so sick right now? Ah, right. So before we wrap up, just a final big thank you to our sponsors for the weekend. We had Dark Fantastic Mills, uh, run by Gary, who did all our trophies, which looked amazing. Um, Aren't dickproof. Which aren't dick Please don't shag his trophies. He did like special medals with the Wildlands logo and the, the for the scenario prizes, which were awesome. We had uh, awesome. Rotten Factory, Powell in Poland, who sent us over bits and pieces for prizes. Powell's an awesome guy. He supported us in the past. It was great to have him on board again. And then we also had the Army Painter sponsor our Best Painted Prize, which was awesome to have them. And uh, we couldn't run these events without that kind of support. So thank you all. And I would encourage everyone listening to go check those guys out. So that's uh, Dark, Fantastic Mills, The Army Painter, and Rotten Factory. Yeah. We also had uh, some vouchers that we got through Common Ground. So come come to Common Ground. Say hi. I also, just before we, we finish up, I wanted to thank everyone for their engagement on the last episode um, about the points update. We were kind of blown away that we got actually quite a lot of feedback from the episode. Most of it was good. Yeah, I think we had uh, two or three people that said they listened to it. There was. I mean, the numbers don't lie. (laughs) People listen to the show. (laughs) Uh, Why did you get me on after this episode? Because they're all just (laughs) going to... Straight back down again. (laughs) We like the shadows. The shadows are safe. This is good. This is good for setting expectations, though, right? Yeah. Don't want people thinking that we're actually getting better or that, you know... No, no, no. We should no, listen no. to this regularly. We are a fringe production, and that's what we always shall be. <laughs> so anyway, more about Jones. So, so, oh no, not Jones. <laughs> um, I'm trying to end this as quickly as possible now before we get something worse. Um, if you want to have a go at any of the scenarios we talked about, um, you can get the pack on the forum under the Siege 3 tab. Yep. You can get all the photos and videos and stuff from the event on our Twitter page, which is at Scottish Ninth Age. 
And as always, if you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, you can send them in to us uh, via the, the form. Paul is Scape Space Goblin. I am Lost Cause. Um, you can get us on that Twitter handle that I mentioned, um, or you can send us an email at scottishwildlands at gmail.com. So the only thing that's left to do is to thank our beautiful guests, Nick and Michael, for coming on. This is normally where people say it's been a pleasure to come on. Like, you're welcome. Yeah, how many thanks, man? You said you were going to. Well, we're going to, but we're not anymore. So yeah, no, yeah, fuck you. So basically, I, we'll see I you in the next episode. <laughs>